0: The following podcast contains explicit language and sexual content. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Wilson Chapman. This is Pod Culture, a podcast covering arts and entertainment on Northwestern campus. This week, Vertigo Productions hosted a new Shack Laugh track to give a space for student stand-up comedians to test out their material.
1: So, finding love on this campus has been a doozy. <laughs> it has been real hard. Um, see, my parents were, uh, they met in college, so I was pretty sure that every dance floor makeup that I came across was going to raise my two to four kids, take the dog to puppy kindergarten, all that, but it has not worked out like that because I did not realize that people don't really date anymore. You know, I feel like people more just kind of participate in hookup culture. Am I right, anyone else experienced that? Yeah? Awesome, seems like yes. Yes! Awesome. yes! Uh, so.
0: This um, is communication I'm junior, sure. Elise Hossman, and she's a student stand-up.
1: The hookup culture, basically, if you don't know, is when, instead of going you know, out to coffee or dinner or that kind of thing, uh, you just go to someone's dorm or apartment, and you pop on a TV show, and the night ends with a romantic knee touch or anal beads. Um, <laughs> and it's usually nowhere in between, same experiences. On the same page. Thank you. So I'm a very new stand-up. Um, it's still very scary for me. I just started um, really this year. I've always loved attention, so that helps. <laughs> but then this year, I took a class at Second City to try and kind of get into it and like kind of understand the mechanics better. And it was really fun. I really liked it. So I was like, I'm just going to keep trying this and... See if I can get better.
0: Hosman said she was drawn to stand-up because it feels less high stakes than sketch comedy groups on campus like The Blackout or NSTV.
1: Sometimes it's hard, like, especially on this campus, like, to kind of break into the comedy scene, like with stand-up, I feel like it's more like you can control it, like you can, you know, do it when you want to. It doesn't necessarily have to be in front of everybody you know all the time. You know, you can go to bars in Chicago and have it be just strangers who never have to see you again if you weren't funny. I try and write about a lot of different stuff. I don't know, I just like try and talk about myself and just like how crazy my life is and then try and like relate it to other things. I'm tempted to always do a lot about hookup culture because I'm constantly just, like, thinking about that because it's so prevalent.
0: Do you think writing about your own life, I guess, helps you work through
1: things? I go to therapy to do that mostly. (laughs) But um, I think that, I think it does in a way just because it helps me, like, see the humor in things. So, like, even if I'm in a shitty situation, I'm like, well, you know, like, it's funny for these reasons or whatever. Like which is maybe, you know, a bad thing to do. I should face my problems, but I won't.
0: Before Hostman brings her works to the stage, she asks her friends what bits in her set work best.
1: My favorite thing about, so far, about stand-up, besides like performing it, is just that I work with my roommates on it a lot. Like, so I'll, you know, write stuff down and then do it for them. And then they'll be like, that's not funny. And I'll be like, okay, cool. And then I redo it. It's nice bonding. I do remember my first <laughs> up in college though. Uh, I was a freshman this fall quarter. And I was at this theater party, and I saw this guy from across the room. And um, when I found out that he was straight, I, I mean dripping wet. Dripping wet. And so we ended up going back to my dorm room. We started making out. Uh, we ended up having sex. And like the feminist icon that he is, he made sure that neither of us came. And then, um, after we both didn't come at the exact same time, um, he actually... Ended up getting really vulnerable with me. In a way that I feel like is really hard for guys to do these days. Um, he told me that when he was a senior in high school, he won an award for the state of South Dakota for his role as the cat in the hat in Susan <laughs> Bambi. <Bobby. laughs> I mean, that, when I heard that, I was a little bit embarrassed just cause like if I had known that I was gonna be with somebody famous, like, <laughs> I would have at least like made arrangements so we could have at least, you know, like done it in a house, you know? Or like, with a mouse. <laughs> I don't know, we could've done it like on a boat or with a mouse. goat. Mouse. Or, or maybe maybe with the fox as he entered my box. Or or with the mole as he split into my hole. I mean, we could have even done it in the hail as I needed rain, Or maybe maybe on a train as my badge made it rain. <laughs> I mean I would have at least shaved my pubic hair a little top hat so that I could have been his cat in the hat. <laughs> oh, the places we could have gone. <laughs>
2: And thanks for the introduction. I'm Billy, by the way. <laughs> I wrote all of these jokes on paper because I thought I'd forget them all, but fuck it, I'm going off script.
0: This is communication sophomore like Billy O'Hanley, another student stand up performing at a New Shack laugh eat? track.
2: I'm like a good boyfriend for people who want a dog. <laughs> I'm, like, really fun and playful, but it's hard to, like, have a deeper connection with me. And I'll give you unconditional love and support, but it's... I'm not the best at treating serious situations with any sort of gravitas. And I'll lick peanut butter off her genitals, and I have fleas. And if I see a dead squirrel on the street, I'll just fucking tear it apart! Um... And I just love pooping on the ground and humping strangers' legs and... And my penis is out and erect all the time. I can just look at my undercarriage, like, it's there.
1: And I love giving kisses.
2: And I love a good treat. And they chopped my balls off when I was a kid. (laughs) And they wouldn't even like ask me about it. They were just like, oh, we're doing it, Billy. And I was like, no, stop it. (laughs) And I love wearing a collar and a leash. And I obey every command. (laughs) And I'm always hungry. Chase after small animals on colorblind. I have so many more of these. Um, that's the first joke. <laughs> <laughs> I performed stand for the first time um, during a CUP, Chicago undergraduate program. There was like this arts night, and there was an open mic at the arts night. I was like the token comedy kid like in CUP. I did like f- this five minute set that I had come up with and I'd really worked hard on. And it like killed, it went really well. And so my first experience was killing. And then I was like, oh, I'm gonna, d- I'm really good at stand-up. I'm gonna go to an uh, open bike in Chicago and I'm gonna do a set and it's gonna go really well. And it did not, I, the first time I went to an open bike, I bombed so badly. I didn't get a single laugh. My entire bit was about goats who wanted to have sex, <laughs> but they were trying to follow the like biblical guidelines and they couldn't have sex because of the biblical, like some like, it was like about some like weird random law in Leviticus that I wrote five minutes on uh, about goat fucking and it bombed, it really bombed. I recovered from it by like pretending that I didn't care and saying, oh, I didn't want, I didn't like stand up anyway. And then I was like, I actually really do like this. I'm gonna furiously write jokes for an entire like break. And then I like I was like, okay, I'll do this set will go better. Um <laughs> the next one will go better. I, I feel I feel like bombing is, is good because it's like, oh I shit, I have to kick my game up like seven notches. But then ever since then, uh the the other few open mics I've done in Chicago have gone well. So it was it was it was a good learning experience in the end. I have just really loved comedy, specifically comedy writing for a long time. And I feel like stand-up is a way to kind of get immediate feedback the best. Also like when you write something and people do it, they're the ones who get the praise. So stand-up is a way to be both the writer and the performer and get immediate serotonin from shit that you
0: wrote in your room. So I guess what topics and uh, subject matter are are you interested in exploring with stand-up? Um,
2: ass play. No, no, I'm not actually. Most of my set is is like jokes rather than like stories, you know. It's like more it's like it's not a lot about me. It's 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 just things I was like, "Oh, this is a joke." And I'll and I'll and it has like a setup and a punchline and I'll just tell it. I feel very removed from the person who goes up there and does stand up, you know. It's a it's a weird Fight Club situation. I've never seen the movie, but somebody ruined it for me. You know how old people just cannot figure out how to text. Right? Yes. Yeah, I yeah, need verbal responses here again. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, yeah. Uh, well, my grandmother sent me a text earlier today, this is like, straight up, with the funniest typo I've ever seen in my life. Here it is. Um, Dear Billy, this may be difficult for you to hear, but I have, have, Terminal stage for cancer. I don't want to talk to you I just want to see you one last time before I ca- have
1: <laughs> grandma. You silly goose.
0: <laughs> the B and D keys aren't even near one another.
2: God, unbelievable. <laughs> Old people, right? Anyway, that that joke's not true. Um, <laughs> my grandma died over the summer. <laughs> No, she did. <laughs> I actually genuinely think she would have loved that too. She, um, uh, she's like one of the reasons I do comedy because she's really funny. This is actually not planned. This is this is I guess a eulogy now. Um, <laughs> the last time I saw her, I, I was it was at my high school graduation. and I didn't know she was going to be there, and she was she was very sickly. And she came all the way out to the fucking middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, and she and. and she saw my entire, like, graduation, she saw, she saw this, like, big moment in my life, and, and I sat down next to her, and I was, like, and I, and I said, like, Grandma, like, I, I hope you enjoyed that, and then she, she went over to me, and she whispered in my ear, why are there women here?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, and, and I was, like, are you, are you joking, or, and then she winked at me, and it was, oh, man, this was really nice, <laughs> I mean, that's my that's
0: my grandma. From the Daily Northwestern, I'm Wilson Chapman. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Monday for another episode of Pod Culture. This episode was reported and produced by me, Wilson Chapman. It was edited by Callan Luciano and Hina Savastava. The editor-in-chief of The Daily Northwestern is Troy Clausen.